Welcome to the Food and Beverage Insider Podcast, the source for the latest ingredients, formulation, supply chain, and regulatory issues affecting healthy food and beverage product innovation. Today's host is Sandy Almandaris, Director of Content. Hi, and welcome to a Food and Beverage Insider podcast. I am Sandy, and I am so pleased to have Raina Bryan on the call with us today. She is the president of RCD Packaging Innovation. Hi, Raina. Hi, Sandy. Good to hear your voice. RCD Packaging Innovation is a firm that works with category leaders in consumer packaged goods to bring forward the best sustainable packaging materials and technologies. She specializes in packaging performance engineering materials and manufacturing, and she has a focus on compostable flexible film packaging, specifically fibers and biopolymers. Raina recently completed a large-scale design thinking workshop where she brought together 80 experts from across the packaging value chain to generate solutions to help industry move toward a zero-waste future. She worked with large industry players such as Mars, PepsiCo, New Hope Network, and Whole Foods, and the group successfully generated hundreds of new ideas and launched nine ongoing incubation projects. Now, we're going to be talking about this workshop, this Redefying Flexible Films workshop in this podcast. And if you're interested and want to hear more, please join us on Thursday, January 21st at 1 p.m. Eastern at the Supply Side Network 365 education webinar called Packaging That Pleases the People, Planet, and Profits. Raina, my first question is the why behind redefining flexible films. What is the concern with traditional packaging methods? Well, yes, and um, thanks, Sandy, and I'm so glad we're having this discussion. And um, the, the issue with flexible films, which was the focus of our workshop, is that flexible films in, in, the, in the CPG industry are often made out of multiple different types of materials, either laminated or co-extruded together. And this causes issues when it comes to recycling or anything that has to do with end of life. So these are major contributors to the waste crisis we're dealing with and ocean plastic. And so we wanted to focus on how could we redefine our ways of thinking around materials and how could we redesign flexible film packaging to not create any waste uh, in the process. So that was the main focus of the, the workshop. And the goal and the driver was really around ocean plastics, which is um, obviously a, a, an issue close to my heart. And many people are concerned with the fact that, you know, over 8 million tons of plastic are entering the ocean each year. Uh, scientists are predicting that plastics will outweigh the fish by 2050. These are facts that uh, we as an industry are are folks seeing head on um, that and that we need to make some major changes. And so that was the big driver behind our work. And we thought to ourselves, uh, you know, this system level issue really needs uh, collaboration. We need to work with stakeholders across the supply chain to to get this work done. And that was the inspiration behind this workshop. That's so inspiring. Thank you for, for talking about it. So can you describe the process of the workshop and how you were able to change that process, the, the plan that you had to you know, address this distance that we all have between each other with the, the COVID-19 pandemic? 
Yeah, absolutely. So this process that we came up with was was unique to begin with. Uh, what we were basically doing and what we did was we brought together stakeholders from across the packaging value chain. We had people that specialized in biomaterial compounding, film extrusion, printing, laminating, packaging manufacturing. We had brands in the room, retailers, waste managers. So the first step was bringing uh, perspectives from across the the entire supply chain into the same space. And that in itself is very unique. Another thing that was unique about it was the original design of this workshop was to use a design thinking framework uh, where we go through the process of defining the challenge, discovering solutions, developing ideas, and um, de demonstrating these different ideas. That's, that's a traditional design thinking format. But we wanted to facilitate the majority of this remotely. So the the first part of the workshop was designed to be remote. Uh, we were using interactive workshops. We used tools like IdeaFlip and PollEV, uh, and we used a, a very cool innovation platform that we customized called NOSCO. And we were able to actually accomplish something incredible in that we were able to be very effective in generating hundreds of ideas, um, working together in this remote fashion. And it was a challenge because, you know, we're dealing with people that are very busy. These are all uh, CEO level um, participants, either that or they were the head of their the R&D for their various um, departments. So these people are very busy so that we had to design this so that we could really make sure that the time we were together was very effective and efficient. Um, and so that was very, that was one thing that was incredibly unique. So one, what happened was during COVID, of course, I mean, that threw everybody for a loop. But what we had to do is we had to figure out how to design it so that the entire workshop would be remote. Originally, we were planning on meeting in San Francisco for two days. We were going to be two full days really an opportunity to dive in deep, to take in the work that we did remotely and make all those connections in person, sticky notes on the wall, your traditional style of design thinking innovation. That was the plan. But because of COVID, we had to pivot and we had to basically take that a part of the, the workshop, which was the heart of it. And we had to come up with a way to, to utilize the tools that we had um, and, and do it remotely we were able to successfully do that. And that um, I, I have to thank uh, my, my core team. We had Tom Chi, who is um, one of the leaders in innovative thinking. He was a big advisor on this. Phil Samuel from Lean Methods. Callan Gonzalez, um, she's my right hand uh, in this work. We were able to come up with, with a way of using, again, dynamic, um, engaging, uh, participatory workshops as well as small work working sessions um, and we are doing real-time innovation on idea flip with these digital sticky notes uh, it, was, it was really a sight to see but man I didn't sleep for a good three weeks there I think so um, yeah it was an adventure but we were able to pull it off and what I'll say is this you know one thing that was interesting and well I guess more uh, inspiring was we were worried that because of COVID, we would lose some participation, that people had so much on their, their hearts and minds that we were going to lose um, some momentum. But that actually wasn't the case. Um, 
everybody showed up to our meetings. We had 90, 98% participation in our webinars and, and small working groups. And what it turned out upon after we had some discussions with, with groups and in these past surveys, it turned out that this workshop was actually a, a source of inspiration and community for people do, during that hard time. Uh, and and um, I'm just so grateful for the, all the participants, all the people. We have like a little family going <laughs> of these 80 amazing humans. Um, we were able to to create a community and really build strong working relationships across the supply chain in a time when nobody was able to connect uh, in person. We didn't have our normal tools like we have when we, we go to our lovely Informa in-person conferences. We didn't have that to our disposal in 2020. So uh, in, in many ways, it was, it was a blessing to connect in this way. Yeah, when I looked at the white paper that it was that you all put together after the workshop, it was not only a lesson in packaging, of course, but just a lesson in, in collaboration. And this model, I think, could be used by many others in, in different you know, industries or different topics of focus. And I just applaud you so much for doing that. I mean, I, I hope by now you've caught yeah. up on those three weeks of missed sleep. That's <laughs> terrible to hear. But when you're passionate, I guess you, you put in the work you need to. On your note about the white paper, um, we did, that was the purpose of it, to really highlight this process um, and that it is a process that can be used for other industries. And so I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. You just talked about the community and the family you've created. And when I look at the list of people who were involved, there's a lot of, on paper, they would seem like competitors because they're from different brands and sustainable packaging would be a marketing edge that you could have over, over your competitors, but yet here they are working together. So can you talk about the importance of that collaboration and not, not just of competitors, but even across the if, if different industry representatives? Oh, yeah. Um, this is an unprecedented um, situation. Uh, this level of collaboration has never been done before to this scale. Uh, and so that in itself is is an incredible accomplishment. And the people that came to the table, you're right. I mean, we had Mars and PepsiCo, Happy Family, Ben & Jerry's. Uh, we had material suppliers, uh, Futamura, and, and some other people that normally would compete. And they do compete in, in, in the, the market. But we were able to create a safe space um, for us to engage in, in this conversation. And every single one of them... Um, all of all of us within this group are very aligned in values, um, and many brands. I, I speak to brands of all sizes, and I speak to manufacturers, manufacturers and, and raw virgin material suppliers. We, as as, as humans, are are really seeing this this tidal wave of, a, of the plastic crisis coming towards us. We all know that we cannot do create a solution or, or solve this on our own. And we wish we could, right? If we could just wave our magic wand and solve this, that's not going to work. We need to come together and, and everybody is, is understanding that. And even leadership um, at the sea level is ready to engage in this level of collaboration on issues like this. So one of the things that was really important for us to achieve during this workshop was to create a shared language and, and framework of thinking. So you could imagine um, 
if you're going to jump into a problem-solving session and you have everybody coming from different directions, everybody has a different understanding of what's going on, they're using different, they have different definitions for, for shared words, that can cause a lot of challenges in, in, in collaborating. So the first thing that we did um, was make sure that we designed a, a curriculum that was woven through this entire design thinking experience that allowed for us to bring forward experts, um, whether they're people studying plastics in the ocean or they're biopolymer um, specialists, packaging performance specialists. We um, basically sprinkled through the entire workshop um, expertise and knowledge and made sure that we were painting of the, the big picture for all the participants so that by the time uh, they, they left the workshop, everybody was standing on a foundation of shared knowledge. Uh, and that was something that um, I think was one of the most powerful takeaways of, of the work that, that we did. And that really creates the, the foundation for us to build together in the future. That is lovely. What were the key takeaways from the workshop? You know, for me, um, the big takeaway was, oh my gosh, collaborative innovation is possible. <laughs> um, because it was, you know, to be honest, it was a bit of an experiment um, at first. And we weren't sure if, if, it, if we were able to, when able to pull it off. But um, we did pull it off and people were very inspired and impassioned and a lot of great things came out of it. So for me, that's a big one. Collaborative innovation is possible. Um, we also got a lot of clarity about flexible films, the landscape of the challenges, what are your options, and, and got some clarity and um, a, agreement on what needs to happen next. And when it comes to flexible films, these, these materials are lightweight. They easily escape the system. And so as a group, we really came to the conclusion that it's time to jump to the next material innovation curve, the next platform of materials. The, the conventional palm plastic petroleum-based materials of the past are not going to get us to where we need to go. We need to look and seek and, and just design pack packaging materials that perform, but are also safely digested by nature. Another key takeaway that was really interesting that rose to the top is there is a, a widespread concern about um, package toxicity and leaching. Um, a lot of the conventional plastic materials, um, unfortunately, unintended, they, they do have issues of leaching into, into our food products and into our bodies. And so, as we as a group were working to define a new design criteria for the packaging materials of the future, uh, that uh, green chemistry, safe, safe chemistry was something that rose to the top. Um, and another thing that was very cool, and so in, I hope that uh, the, the listeners will go to our website and download the free white paper because there's a lot of great information in there. Um, one of the big takeaways was using biomimicry and using nature to inspire design. Uh, and we worked with a lot of biomimicry specialists. I believe we had five biomimicry experts joining us. Um, and we were able to look at and think about materials in a new way. How can we design packaging so that it's actually bringing nutrients to the soil if it's compostable, right? How can we look to 
nature and understand what soil needs to be healthy and are there aspects of soil that can actually improve barrier uh, and in performance of packaging. And so this type of thinking where we're actually starting from the needs of nature, moving backwards um, to packaging performance was, was I, I think, was one of a very unique um, result of the work that we did together. Great. And you mentioned your website, so I want to make sure we, we actually say that so folks can find it, and that's rcdpackaging.com. Yes, rcdpackaging.com and forward slash innovation collab. So if you go there, and I'm sure we could put a link. Absolutely. So that, <laughs> that innovation collab would get you directly to this white paper? Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Great. So in addition to all of those findings that you had during this workshop, this is not over. Um, there, as I noted in, in your bio, there's nine ongoing incubation projects. So can you talk about those and the work that's continuing? Yeah, yeah. We have some very cool innovation projects uh, that came out of this. One is soil-centric design, uh, where we're, we're working with biomimicry people and soil experts to understand the needs of the soil. There was one very cool one where we were um, talking about some of the challenges of getting funding to the the right people at the right time so that we could really speed up the innovation process. So there's a group that's focusing on crowdfunding for research and development of new compostable materials. Uh, they're already collaborating with some of the biggest retailers in the world, um, so we're excited to see where that's going to go. We had another group really focused on policy and the, the challenges um, that we have right now where we don't have national policy that's, that's aligned to support uh, a zero-waste future. And so how can we, um, as an industry, work to, to support policymakers to help them understand what our needs are? Um, we also had a very cool project, my favorite project. I shouldn't say that. All my favorite babies. They're all my favorite. Okay, <laughs> but this one is a very exciting one. Is um, this project called Flexure, where we're looking to nature um, and seeing, okay, what patterns in nature are helping with moisture control um, and moisture, va moisture vapor control, which is a, a unique, specific challenge of flexible film packaging that, that we're working to improve. So we're looking at the, the microtextures of leaves and of certain plants and animals and insects that are showing this type of um, performance and this type of function. And then we're going to use that um, analysis to reverse engineer and see if we can take those micro patterns and, and add them to um, uh, the way that we put our biopolymers together and create that same uh, function. So these are just a few of them. We have nine of them, and they're all still still moving forward in, in one way or another. And the, the, everybody is essentially self-organized and self-motivated self to keep pushing these forward. That's so great to hear. And my last question is, if you're accepting new family members, can brands or other stakeholders still get involved and how would they do so? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is an all hands on deck situation. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody's invited to the party. So right now, the best way to, to connect with us is do download the white paper so you know what we're all about and what we did. Sign up for our, our newsletter 
because I'm going to be sending out updates on interesting new biopolymers that we're finding, on interesting um, conversations we'll be having. And we're also planning um, actually an industry or an international scale innovation challenge with, with some partners. And so keep your eye out for that. And I will keep you informed, of course, Sandy, and the entire Informa team <laughs> about all the exciting things that are happening. Um, and yeah, everybody's involved. Everybody's invited to be part of the family. That's so great. It sounds like it's going to be a really great year for you, and I'm excited to to watch it grow. And for those of you listening who want to hear more from Raina, as well as some of the members who are on the workshop, as well as other packaging experts, you can tune into our Supply Side Network 365 education series that is on Thursday, January 21st at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's called Packaging That Pleases the People, Planet, and Profits. Thanks again, Raina. I'm so happy you could join. Yes, thank you, Sandy.